Welcome everyone to today's devotion. We're in Acts chapter 3. And in Acts 3 we see right after the triumphs of the day of Pentecost and the uh, explosive growth of the first church, what we see is um, suffering. And Jesus warned his disciples of this. Um, and so immediately um, they're going to face a series of challenges from the, from the religious elites. Remember, Jesus said, come after me, they'll come after you. So we see, first of all, a miracle. The Peter and John have gone up to the temple, the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, so that would be uh, 3 p.m. Uh, a man lame from birth was being carried, whom they uh, lay daily at the gate of the temple, that is called the beautiful gate, to ask alms of those entering the temple. Now, um, what you have here, you don't have disability insurance, social security insurance, anything like that. So if you are disabled, you still have to work. And one of the things you do is you go to the temple or some other area and you beg. We meet some of these beggars in Mark with blind Bartimaeus. They're, they're in a strategic location that's high traffic and they beg for um, for help. And that's what this, this lame man does. Someone brings him there and he begs. Verse 3, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms. Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John, and said, Look at us. He fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. Peter says, I have no silver or gold, but what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Now, this may be a parting shot, but I'll get over it. Notice here that the apostles of Jesus are dirt poor. For some reason, that is something we have to point out here. Because what you're getting from a, a lot of heretical celebrity preachers, so-called preachers, is the opposite message. They are trying to convince you that their message is legitimate because they are rich. Peter and John are saying our message is legitimate because it actually saves, despite our poverty. Be careful what you watch on the tube. Uh, he took him by the hand, raised him up, and immediately... His feet and ankles were made strong, leaping up. He stood and began to walk, entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. All the people saw him walking and praising God, recognized him as the one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple, asking for alms, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. This is a very similar sort of miracle we would read in the Gospels, isn't it? Um, well, then they they asked Peter to explain what in the world's going, here, going on here. So Peter preaches again. You'll notice right from the beginning... Peter is the central character. It's going to change with the introduction of Paul. But right now, Peter is the main character. So he says, going down to verse 12, Men of Israel, why do you wonder at this? Or why do you stare at us as though by our own power or piety we have made him walk? The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, God of Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered over and denied in the presence of Pilate when he had decided to release him. Now that is very strong language again. He he's accusing them of crucifying their Messiah. That is harsh language. Fire and brimstone he goes. But you denied the holy and righteous one and asked for a murderer to be granted to you. Of course, this is Barabbas. You killed the author of life. Now, isn't that amazing language? Tis mystery all, Charles Wesley wrote. The immortal dies. So he says, you killed the author of life, whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses. Remember, two main points of his message. One, Jesus Christ was crucified before your eyes and risen from the dead. Two, we are his witnesses. Christianity is a faith of, religion, of, of history. And know um, and his name, by faith in his name, 
has made this man strong whom you see and know, and the faith that is through Jesus has given the man uh, this perfect health in the presence of you all. So he, he does what Jesus does. He says, look, these miracles are a picture of grace. As this man was lame and now walks, so too by your repentance you may walk. Both are a matter of faith. So this man must exercise faith to receive uh, the healing. You must exercise faith to receive redemption. In fact, he says there in verse 19, Repent, therefore, and turn back that your sins may be blotted out. If, if you joined us yesterday in our study of Acts 2, Peter said, Repent and be baptized. He left out the baptism part because baptism is not part of salvation. It is the first act of obedience to salvation. It is not part of salvation. So, repent and turn back means essentially the same thing that your sins may be blotted out. Verse 22, he says, Moses said, The Lord God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brothers. You shall listen to him and whatever he tells you. He's quoting Deuteronomy 18, I believe it is, where Moses says that one is coming after him. And Christians have always understood that. Yes, it probably does refer to uh, Joshua, but it ultimately refers to um, uh, Jesus, who is a true and better Moses. So right here in, in the beginning, we have uh, Peter doing an incredible work, Peter and John, and this is going to set the stage for a series of, of uh, sufferings, arrestment, uh, imprisonments, and stuff like that. So uh, we see a pattern that looks a lot like what we saw in the Gospel of Luke and the other Gospels with miracles, but it's going to cause some, some issues. And Lord willing, we'll see that tomorrow. See you then.